Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, welcome back. We are on our second podcast. And and to say that it was an easy thing... Would be a lie. (laughs) Is an understatement. So, Um, uh, real briefly, we'll just tell you, we (laughs) went to record today and nothing would work. So... Um, yeah, it was fun. That and was, that we want to give a shout out to yeah, Andrew. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to Andrew. Um, he is our tech guy and he's the one that helps us with all things podcast. He he's basically amazing. saved us. He saved our life today. So, so <laughs> anyway, I want to welcome everyone back. And first off, Rhonda and I really want to thank all of you from the bottom of our hearts for all the sweet texts and emails and subscribes and shares and I think the best comment we had was from our friend yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. She texted us and said, well, thank you so much that you're my friend and will tell me when I'm all jacked up. I would, Steph. <laughs> I would tell you if you look jacked up. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about marriage, the good, the bad, and hopefully the forever. Um, I wanted to share a little background about myself uh, before we started this talk. Because if you don't know me, I want to be transparent with my listeners and let you know that I was married for a brief time in my 20s. Um, That marriage lasted two and a half years, from which we did have our son, Linton, who um, passed away when he was two weeks old from congenital heart disease. And for many, many reasons, that marriage didn't survive. And um, they do say that 80% of the marriages don't last after the death of a child. And so we had issues before that, but that just kind of uh, definitely put an end to that marriage. Um, It was hard for us to get back to a good place. So with that being said, as a Christian woman, I do believe that marriage is forever. And I've worked really hard on discovering what a successful marriage is. And Mike and I actually just celebrated 30 years of marriage this last month. And And I have to say she had a really super fun party. (laughs) It was pretty fun. It was super fun. Um, And I feel like he's my first husband because we've been together for so long. And so that's been um, just something that I really cherish. Um, I do believe in the sanctity of marriage. And I do. um, And I do believe that if you are a woman of divorce, that you are um, entitled to have a, a happy marriage if you really find out what makes that yourself, first of all, bringing a baggage into another marriage and finding out how you can make that a forever marriage the second time around. Phyllis, I want you to tell me though, how did you and Mike meet? Because I'm going to tell you how Jason and I met. And we talked about ex-boyfriends last time. (laughs) So we're going to talk about like, I kind of feel like if you've hated the man that has pursued you, you will probably end up marrying him. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I have talked to so many women who have told me, oh my gosh, I couldn't stand him. He annoyed me. He was so irritating. And then you end up marrying the guy. So I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's, you know, a statistic I should look into. I, I don't know. But well, I, um, that, I, it wasn't, he did irritate me right off the bat. I will yeah. say he made a very rude comment to me, which was rude and kind of funny at the same time. But, um, I don't know if I should say that on I here. I think you should say it because oh we're going to be transparent, but we'll, we'll, he, well, yeah, we okay, won't say we'll the be, bad word. We'll but. just say, <laughs> let me just say back in the day, um, I was walking into work. We worked for the same company and I was walking into work with some tight jeans on and he yes. was getting out of his truck and he said, I had a nice backside, but he said it <laughs> out loud and I turned around and said, what did you just say? And his face turned beet red. And he said, I just said that out loud. He thought he was thinking it, but yeah. he actually said it. Thus began a great love story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Which gosh. Which is why it's so, funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was funny. And um, and one of the things that, uh, that I will say is Mike is eight years younger than me. And so um, I looked at him as like, how cute this young kid. I had already been through, you know, this faltering marriage. I've lost a a son and I wasn't looking for romance. So that was a complete surprise to me yeah. when he started coming around the office and he was just so sweet and um, so different. And I think that's something that I uh, admired about him is that he was very... Um, always there when you, when you needed him. And it was, um, something I hadn't expected and hadn't really gotten from past relationships. You could always count on him and he never let me down. So, um, I don't know what it, how did you, well, Jason, (laughs) let's just say, so Jason and I went to high school together, which is kind of funny because we went to high school, hung in two completely different crowds, Um, I was kind of a nerd. He was a wrestler. He kind of, you know, was cooler than me. Um, I can't believe that. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Um, But he was, uh, we started to work at this grocery store. So I had graduated college and I was working for my dad part-time and I was working at this grocery store and he looked familiar and I thought he was kind of cute. And I always joke and say like he was a stalker and I was a checker, but not that kind of stalker. Like he used to stalk the shelves. And he, um, he asked me on a date and I just kind of was like, eh. And so just to back up a minute, I had gotten, I had been engaged previously, uh, to the guy with no teeth. If you listen to our last episode, I mean, he, he had teeth then he yeah. doesn't now. Uh, <laughs> oh no. And, and he, you know, I was like in that phase. And if you've grown up as a Christian gal, you go through these phases where you're like, oh, I'm Jesus is my boyfriend now. And so I had given up every Janet Jackson. You were dating Jesus? I was dating Jesus. And I'd given up every Janet Jackson CD or any secular CD that I had ever decided to listen to. So I, you know, was very, very just dating Jesus. And so we ended up going out on a date. I remember thinking he's super nice, but never again. Not doing it. And the guy just would not leave me alone. And so one day he called me and asked he me. He wore her down. He wore me down. <laughs> he asked me if I'd go out on a, um, a the second date with him. And he wanted me to come watch a movie. And I was like, I'm going to your house and watching a movie. I go, look. He goes, well, I'll come to your house. I said, no, 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 no. I'll come to your house. And he goes, I don't have a VCR. And I told him, 
go buy one. And I literally hung the phone up. Ooh. And I thought he was like, got the hint. Like, you're, she's not interested. Tough. He called me back in <laughs> 30 minutes bought and he the, said, I bought a bought VCR. You're yeah. coming over and the rest is history. It's like so, a dowry. <laughs> yeah. So the VCR is what got us to, that um, is to the to aisle. To the altar. <laughs> to the altar. Yeah. yeah, down the aisle. So before we go into the challenges of marriage, I recently read this Facebook post from kind of a new friend that I've met and she was celebrating 12 years of marriage and she did this beautiful post about how they were 20 somethings got married thought that everything was going to be great and the honeymoon year they said they nearly tore each other apart and I think it's something worth saying because a lot of times Um, Well, especially I just think girls in general have this idea of this romantic notion of how a relationship or a marriage should be, how it's going to be better when we get married. It's we're going to be in love. It's never going to be this hardship. And it can be um, just completely the opposite of what you think marriage is at any age when you get married. And um, and so she was saying that when they had children that actually... um, made them grow up because they realize there's another person to take care of and they they need to get mm-hmm. it together yeah. and make it work. And so I kind of wanted to go into um, challenging times, like when the kids were little, um, what are the things that, um, that you have to kind of overlook, you know, or just um, when you have to make compromises on things, being unselfish in your relationship was there any specific time when you remember that was challenging? I know for us, when the kids were little, Mike traveled a lot. And, you know, women can get really um, demanding about what they want a man home at a certain time. Or they, you know, yeah. you have these ideas mm-hmm. in your head of what you want your marriage to look like. And then the reality is, is, you know, Mike was gone Two weeks after our second child was born, he only came home on the weekends because his job took him out of town yeah. for the whole week. That was very hard. challenging. So hard. what was challenging about yours? Oh, gosh. Um, well, gosh, because you guys don't know me super well. I mean, I would just say, like, my whole, my whole marriage has been challenging. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, like, saying that in a, in a bad way because, I, I mean, we have an awesome marriage. But, you know, sometimes you think, I'm going to walk down, if, if like God had revealed to me, like everything we would endure over the last 20 plus years of marriage, (laughs) I would have been the little runaway bride, like running down the other way because, you know, you don't, you kind of, I think a lot of times young people have this expectation that marriage is supposed to look like the movies and, um, you know, it's all supposed to just work out in this, you know, perfect and, you know, have a, the end happy, happily ever after kind of thing. And I don't think that that happens real often. I mean, if that's your story, awesome. I'd love to interview you. We don't know you. I don't know that. I know nobody like that. I mean, you know, I mean, we've been through job losses and, Mm -hmm. you know, having children that have passed away. But I think one of my hardest things was I was a young mom Mm. and I remember, and I have an A-type person that my first child is incredibly A-type. And so I remember even as a baby, she was kind of difficult. She, um, wasn't a real great breastfeeder. And I felt like I was failing as a mom in that way. And it took, it took a toll on even our marriage because Mm. it was like, he couldn't help me with it. And I mean, you know, 
guys are guys. They try they and help. And, yeah. and I think men try and fix things. And mm-hmm. you're like, I'm just venting. Yeah. I like, just want I, you. Okay. So that brings yeah. up a good thing is sometimes you just want them to listen. Yes. You don't need them to fix it, but men are fixers. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of a huge yes. um, marriage is that you have to learn how to communicate that of sometimes I'm just telling you to tell you, I don't need you to fix it. Right. And yeah, communication is key, obviously, mm-hmm. in a marriage because mm-hmm. um, it's the times that you don't say things and then that resentment builds up right. is when the marriages don't work. And I think you have to give each other enough space to say you're allowed to feel that way. I think a lot of times we, um, you know, we put, we talked about expectations even in the last episode with friendships, but expectations in a marriage where you just feel like, well, I expect you to understand that I'm feeling this way. And if you don't express that, it's almost impossible for them to read. They can't read your mind. So, you know, how are you supposed to say, like, if you don't tell your husband or, you know, that you've had a bad day, I had a really crappy day. Um, And then they try and fix it. And then it becomes like, Escalated, and then you become in an yeah. argu- and then, then an argument happens, and then you're then you're in a totally different. Then you've really had a bad day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's really hard because we expect a lot out of each other, and we don't give each other enough grace. Yeah, and I think that's so important in a marriage, and and I'm totally guilty of not giving grace or being frustrated with you know things that even little things he does, like you know. He, well, and let me just say, the longer you've been married. The more the little things yeah. frustrate. <laughs> so I'm going to call my husband out right now. <laughs> he has this bad habit the last couple of years. We laugh about it now because laughter is very important in a marriage. But he will go and take things out of a cupboard and leave every cupboard door open. He will walk <laughs> into a closet or a hallway and turn a light on and just walk out. And the lights, you know exactly where he's been. And You know, those are those moments where you could get so resentful, Mm -hmm. where you're slamming the cupboards and you're like, why can't he? Okay, I did it at first. (laughs) And then I just started laughing because I thought, oh my gosh, we're in this place in our marriage after 30 years. I'm just going to say he's old man now, where he's like (laughs) leaving cupboards open and leaving the lights on. And, you know... We have to laugh about it. And you just, what I do is I go and I shut the cupboard and I kind of grin and laugh because if I don't, those things can build up to where you can't stand that person. And the, the one thing that I've told my daughters and other women that I've mentored is that when you get married, you have to remember that is your best friend. If you 20 or 30 years from now, cannot look across the kitchen table and say, that is my very best friend. Mm-hmm. I have so much fun with him. When your your kids are a buffer, right? Yep. And so when those kids grow up and they leave, it's just you and him. If you can't sit across the table, I mean, there's so many people I know that they haven't been friends for 10 years. They stay together because of the kids. And then all of a sudden there's no buffer there. Mm -hmm. And you're looking across the table and you're like, I have nothing to say to this person. That's why date nights are so important. And, and I know that that's a really, when you're in the middle of raising kids and I get it, you know, there's, there's so much pressure for them to be, you know, amazing athletes and super scholars. And so, you know, we spend our lives spinning in circles, trying to make them successful and, you know, make sure that they're not bored and they're not, but, and then we're neglecting our marriage, which I think 
I think, you know, a lot of the reason why people divorce is because they wake up one day and they forget they don't like, even know. why they got yeah. married or why they even loved that person. Right. And they let the little things really cause a wedge and that wedge just gets larger and larger. I mean, it could be my husband's bad habit is every night he leaves his socks by the bedside. So every morning when what? I make the bed... <laughs> He his I have socks, not heard that one. That's his good. socks are there, and it annoys it's like me. He's invisible. His, he just left yes. His socks. I'm like, why can't you just pick up your socks and put them in? The they, just, now, they just can't. And now I found out that my youngest, she does it too, oh, and so it's just so funny, funny that you know that they have that kind of same trait. But you know, I do feel like the smaller things mm-hmm. cause it larger wedges, mm-hmm. and so if you're not processing it, you're not talking through it, and you're not like chuckling at the dumb stuff yeah. because really, there's like. A million little things that can, I'm sure he's annoyed by, I'm sure he could go on for days. I mean, I think we're perfect. True. But, but, well, yes. I'm sure that they get annoyed by us, but um, laughter is such Mm -hmm. a great thing in a marriage. Like you just have to laugh at the ridiculousness of some things. And also just that trust of Mm -hmm. knowing no matter what, that you have each other's back. So I think that's super important. The other thing is, is like trying to just every day think of something that relieves stress off of each other. So I know like for for us, Mike works really hard during the day and he's exhausted when he comes home at the end of the day. So I know this sounds like Pollyanna and Betty Crocker, but I know his love language and his love language is, um, well, first of all, it's physical touch. Like if you give him a hug, like he's, well, he's a, a happy boy. Yeah. <laughs> And good food. Sorry, let's so, be honest, yeah, let's ladies. Be honest. Like, like, we are no physical, physical touch. touch. <laughs> <laughs> and he he loves words of affirmation, but he also, he loves when you show him love. And for him, he just loves a warm meal at the end of the day. And, you know, listen, I don't always have time to do that every day, but I know that makes him happy. And so the thing that makes your husband the happiest. So Mike loves a clean kitchen and he loves a good home cooked meal at the end of the day. So I try to give that to him when he comes home because <clears throat> that relieves it. First of all, it makes him want to come home because yeah. he's like, that's my safe place. When I come home, my wife's going to be like, look what I did. You know, like here, how was your day? If he's had a bad day, I'm like, come sit down, let me feed you and tell me, you know, talk to me. And so the communication is always there. Yeah. I think communication is key. And I mean, for those younger listeners that are in, you know, the earlier stages of dating, pre-engagement, those kinds of things. Um, I know a couple right now that, and this isn't real common. So I was kind of shocked when I was told this at first is they're going through pre-engagement counseling. And I have to say that I admire that because, you know, so often we get into a relationship, we date for a certain amount of time, we get engaged, we get married, and then we're married and it's, it's It's not like, and I'm not saying that it's always like that. Um, but for this couple, they just felt like it was really important to do some pre-engagement counseling. And I think, you know, if you're going towards marriage, you just need to make sure that, I mean, you're never going to find the perfect man. I mean, that would be awesome. No such thing. Yeah. A perfect partner is not going to happen. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's not going to happen. There's going to be things that you're going to find faults in everybody, but Mm -hmm. you know, I just think if you're being prepared and you're Mm -hmm. really like trying to prepare yourself to be a better person in marriage, you'll have a better start. And I think uh, you hit on the key is if they're doing that together, that means that together Mm -hmm. they're willing to make that work. So you cannot 
obviously you can't go into a marriage trying to change someone. If you know who they are at the beginning, mm-hmm. please know that that's who they are. Right. Don't try to change them. But um, if they're willing to work on things, because right. everyone brings baggage to the table. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you're willing to just, you know, like we said, keep the lines of communication open, whatever that looks like, yeah. then that's a great thing. And I always think that you, um, I always, I've always told my children this, is that in any argument, whether it's with a friendship or a marriage, you look in the mirror and you say, what was my part in this? Right. Because I think a oh, lot of so times good. we're trying to point the finger at them and right. you, and you're like, it was your fault and you did this and you did that. And it's like, okay, well, what was my part in it? Should exactly. I have yelled? Should I have slammed the door? Probably not. Should yeah. I have, you know, and really take a self-evaluation. And I think when you do that, you can move past whatever mm. that argument, you can work through that argument and move past it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't and you see things repeating themselves over and over and over again, if you are in the same fight over and over and over again, right. there's a problem. There's a definite problem, yeah. And I think also for us, um, you know, this is a, a two Christian women that yes. uh, we do believe in a spiritual foundation. It's super important in a marriage. But I will say... Um, one of the things I see with Christian young couples is they feel this need to hurry up and marry up, mm-hmm. and we know why. Yeah, and I would just um, let you know you need to take your time and make sure that yeah. this really is the person for you because. Um, just as our friend said when she was posting, she's a Christian woman, they're a Christian family right. also, and she was saying they didn't know as twenty somethings what that marriage was going to look like. It is hard. You are sharing your life with somebody else. That means you cannot just do what you want to do or make them do what you want to do. And you have to grow together. You know, you have to really, um, that brings up a good point on setting goals. And, um, I think a lot of times we think goals as in like, if you're a career person, you know, they make you set your goal every year and it's kind of a common thing, but about probably about 10 years ago, I decided to start making family goals and couple goals. And so I have, you know, my work goals, but I also have my personal goals and Mm. those are really important to me. We set for us, for us personally, as a family, um, you know, I just kind of pray about it and I find a Bible verse that's our life verse for the year. Mm. And, um, we kind of live by that verse for the year. And then each person has their goals that they set. And it's really interesting to see when you're all kind of moving at the same pace, how much more smoothly things can kind of run. And it's not perfect, but you know, but it's a connectiveness. And so Mm -hmm. we, Mike and I check in, um, and we do like, what's our five-year plan? Mm -hmm. What's our two-year plan? And, and we do something a little different. So after we have these discussions, um, he'll, we'll be doing our Bible studies. We, we do them separately. We don't Mm -hmm. really, we're just not that family that, um, prays together. And, uh, I mean, we pray together, but we don't read our Bibles together kind of thing. And, um, and so he'll start posting things that he'll, he'll say, um, oh, this reminds me of what's going on. Um, for for what we were talking about. So um, so to wrap all of this up, we want to ask some things of you to encourage your marriage to be the best it can be. And one of those is, what are you doing on a daily basis to love on your husband or wife if any men are listening? Um, we do have a few men followers. So if men are listening, um, you know, this can be for your wife. What are some ways to open up communication better for both of you? And do you set aside time each week to check in with each other? 
And then the last thing is find your why you love your husband or wife and always pray that over them each day. Well, friends, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review to help us grow. We appreciate all of you. Until next time, don't forget our scripture verse, Job 2310, for when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. And we just want to remind you to make an effort to make your relationships beautiful. Make them 24 karat transparent. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye, friends. Bye.